Hey guys, I hope that you all are having a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year if you're listening to this around the time of the holiday season. And if you're not, then I hope that you're having a great day, uh, whatever time it is and wherever you are. Um, as we're kind of winding down the year 2018, I'm starting to really reflect back on some of the things that I've done, the goals that I set, the ones that I reached, and maybe the ones um, that I didn't and taking stock of all those things and really excited and looking forward to 2019 as I have uh, big things in store personally, um, also with cold shower and just hoping to continue to create quality relationships with people like I have uh, featured in my episode today. So just a little overview, I have Sam and Laura Brown. Um, They're another local Northern Michigan couple and man, they are really fascinating. Um, I've just kind of seen some of the stuff that they're involved in through social media and then got to have a conversation with them um, that we recorded. But then also my wife and I spent some time with them afterwards. We shot some pool and just hung out and and talked. It was really cool to see um, other people about our age just out in the world doing things. And I increasingly find myself attracted to um, people like this, people that aren't just sitting around. Um, they're challenging themselves. They're becoming involved in a variety of activities um, in ways that I think are very unique. And so I hope that you guys enjoy this episode as they just kind of talk about all their hobbies, but also um, what their relationship is like as they've done a lot of traveling together and lived a pretty unique lifestyle. So Sam is actually a writer. And like any good podcast host, I went and read some of his work after I interviewed him. Um, that's a joke. I should have done it before, but no, I, our conversation, um, went really great. And so I wanted to go back and read some of the things that he's done and man, it was awesome. He does such a great job explaining, uh, some of his experiences and really relating it, um, to the reader. And then Laura is a ceramicist, a ceram, ceramai. Um, I'm not sure what the proper term is, but anyway, she creates beautiful pottery and I'm serious. They're awesome. Like, when I've seen some of her work, I wanted to throw all my dishes out the window and just buy all of her stuff. Um, but she's very talented, certainly has a, an eye for that type of thing, very creative individual. And uh, this conversation was really cool for me as I believe that we've made some new friends. And so I hope you guys enjoy it too. But before we get into that, once again, if you could please leave a rating and review um, for the podcast, it would be much appreciated. And then don't forget that we're also on Spotify. So if that's your preferred method of listening to podcasts, then you can go there um, as well. So thanks, guys. And enjoy. Everybody, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Cold Shower Podcast. My guest today is a lovely couple here in Northern Michigan, Sam and Laura Brown, and I've been fortunate to get to know them a little bit the last couple of months, um, but haven't really had a deep conversation uh, with them yet. And so tonight is the night we came over to their place, and we are going to learn a little bit about what they're involved in um, professionally, personally, with hobbies, with travel. Because as you know, um, I really stress 
getting out and experiencing things and meeting new people and challenging yourself in a variety of ways, whether that's physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And I have gotten the impression that they do a lot of that and they're just really interesting. So I want to um, have this conversation with them. And uh, let's go ahead and tell a little bit about yourselves and we'll get into it. Awesome. I'll start. Hi, everyone. I'm Sam Brown. Uh, I live in Northern Michigan with my beautiful wife. Um, I am a writer, um, among many other things, but that is what I do uh, to pay the bills, mostly. Um, Laura? Hi, everybody. Um, I'm Laura Brown. I live with my wonderful husband, Sam. I'm from Alabama. Um, moved up here a few years ago. I am a ceramicist, so I make pottery. Um, I'm working on building that career and just started that recently. Sweet. Well, I guess I should ask, and I didn't plan to, but how did you guys meet? It's a good question. You're from different it's states. A, yeah. It's a great story. We met at um, summer camp. We met at summer okay. camp in Northern yeah. California wow. when I was 15. <laughs> I was 18. Yeah. Um, bad boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was the one crushing hard. Um, we didn't start dating until a few years after that, but um, we lived long distance for a long time, uh, a lot of ups and downs, but we found our, our way back to each other, and uh, Sam ended up moving to Alabama after he finished school in Montana, and waited for me to finish school, and then we got married and moved up here. Like how long have you guys yeah. been married? Three and a half years. Three and a half years. So like yeah. just behind us. We just had yeah. four years. Very nice. Oh, nice. But we did not have a long distance relationship ever, really. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Ours was about as ours was about as, long. as it got. Yeah. yeah. See you in three months. See you in six months. That's crazy. It was, it was yeah. hard. It was really hard. And Sam, but, you grew up like in northern Michigan? No, I grew up in Chicago. Uh, oh. Or the suburbs. Um, I'd come up here every summer since I was a boy. Um, lived out west and then kind of found my way back here once we got married. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is there like differences culturally in terms of like Chicago versus Alabama? Oh, yeah. I'm so glad I got to come down and live there for two years just to experience, you know, where I grew up. Oh, yeah, there's many differences beyond the obvious, but, um, yeah, it's, I don't know, I could could go on. (laughs) But uh, we've learned to accept each other's differences. So you guys come from different parts of the country. It sounds like you've experienced a lot of different areas, too, whether you lived there or visited there or summer camp or or traveled. Let's, I guess, start out then with traveling. So I know you guys recently took a trip to, was it England? Yes. Yeah. So is that like normal for you guys to take a big trip like that? No. It's or not. That was the biggest trip. Yeah, that was with my parents and my brother and um, some aunt and uncles and cousins. Uh, usually we do trips just within the States, usually in the South somewhere. Never that big of a trip. That was, my parents had just been wanting to go to London for a long time and we just made it happen. So it was kind of, we, we stay in London most of the time. Just had a few days outside of it, but for the most part. Just in London. So what was that like? Yeah, yeah. Um, Culturally, is there anything else? It was awesome. It's beautiful. Just the architecture, the history. (laughs) America's so young. and It's like you know that, but going there and going to museums and getting tours, you're just like, wow, I have to learn so much. And we've come from a very, I don't know, just a place that hasn't been around a long time. So, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, that is really weird. Like, I've been to Europe. Germany more specifically to visit my brother and I remember like walking he he doesn't anymore oh okay Um, I was like wow that's amazing yeah so he played (laughs) professional basketball over there for like two or three years and so my senior year of high school that's where I took my spring break trip and it was just like him and I bumming around Germany I really liked it yeah he was like a combo guard so he was point guard shooting guard depending oh, wow. on yeah very talented at the time. yeah he's yeah very talented dude yeah um, my brother was like point guard for a long time so really the hand skills and that yes. i love watching yeah, yeah. oh that's awesome and so i got to go over there and watch him play 
a couple of games and then just like bumming around with your older brother he's older than me by five years and like mm. we would like eat the street food and then we'd go into these mm. churches and take the tours food. the food's awesome oh and yeah you're like standing in this building and you're this church is like four times as old as like mm-hmm. the country that yeah. i came from yeah it's yeah, pretty crazy exactly. Um, exactly did you guys do anything specifically over there that was like a lot of fun I, yeah, we rented a riding, car. Okay, well, okay, you can say that first, then I'll say mine. We went to the countryside. We went to um, this, these Seven Sister Cliffs, these beautiful chalk cliffs in the countryside. And it was a highlight of the trip. It was sure. incredible. It was cool. it was kind of fun. It was just my brother, Sam, and I. And I don't get to see, my brother lives in Louisiana. Okay. I don't get to see him that much. It was kind of nice to just have a little getaway day with him. Yeah. So you drove the country, like, curvy mm-hmm. roads. And curvy, picaresque, like, English countryside. Stick little, shift. Yeah, yeah, stick shift on the left I wouldn't have wanted to do that drive with anyone else. Yeah. Like, driving through London, oh, man, no, thank you. Was it crazy? It was insane. Aren't they all really polite, or is that, like, downtown? This is yeah, I mean, like, city. downtown, like, because oh, okay. you have to start in London I mean, just to get out. Driving in Middle County, it's... <laughs> quite different. Yeah. Different. I don't know. Trevor City is tough to get through sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. No, that's really cool. What were the cliffs like? I saw some pictures that you guys had. Everything and more. I just the fact that like once we got down to the base by the by the English Channel, it's like when I say they're chalk, they're literally chalk. Like you'd get a rock and hammer into it and like lick your finger and it would just like be pure chalk on your fingers. That's why I don't get like, how those don't just melt over away. time they are. I think they are. Okay. Yeah. Very slow. Yeah. Yeah, slowly. Because it seems like the rain would just, like... No, that was my thought, too. I was like, how are we still here? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Most of our other travel is... Um, I guess you can explain Is that a necessity, not yeah. choice? <laughs> okay. Um, we live in a seasonal lease. We live in an area where there's a lot of summer homes and not affordable housing. Um, so this house we're in, we live here from September to June. And then okay. from June to September, uh, we travel, basically. <laughs> Just uh, travel, like, the country? Uh, yeah, the uh, United States. So we yeah. basically go visit friends and family, live, live out of our car, and um, we're, we always head west. I went to school out there, spent a lot of time out there. Um, because of my writer, I can work remotely. So um, wherever I have internet connection, I can keep working. I'll which drive is convenient. Work. I mean, it's <laughs> not as sexy yeah. as it sounds. It gets yeah. pretty old, hunting for Wi-Fi, trying to yeah. keep hours, working in the passenger seat. Um, but we love it. We've done some really cool trips, gone to some really cool places because we that we wouldn't have gone to because you know we needed somewhere to live. So. Well, it's hard to leave here in the summer. Yeah, you know, so we'll travel yeah. for like usually a month and a half because I want to be sure I'm here. July, August, for yeah, sure. So, yeah, the hot yeah. spot. Yeah, exactly. I want to enjoy the lake while it's semi-warm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, that, that reminds me, Abby and I, and by the way, my wife Abby is here. She's in the co-pilot seat. She'll <laughs> ask any questions that I forget. Um, so we have another uh, couple that we're friends with, and they, he was a, he worked at Olympic National Park mm-hmm. in Washington, mm-hmm. Yeah. and that was a seasonal job. So then yeah. they would essentially, like a month before his job started, <clears throat> They would leave and then just take a month to like, get over there. Yeah, and that, yeah. yeah, I've had and they love it, like him and his wife. Yeah. But I've had conversations, um, like with her more specifically, where she's just like, "It's awesome, like it's really great." But there are just times where like, I'm sick of sleeping in a Walmart parking lot yeah. and <laughs> yeah, like sure. watching out for people walking along the car, you yeah. know, in the middle of the night and stuff. But how do you yeah. guys keep that in check? Are you both at the same level of enjoyment and like 
discomfort no, or it's water? Are you? I would right. say so uh, for sure. You made it sound like we enjoyed it a little less. No, you don't really love it. Uh, but it's so the places we're, we're typically sleeping in pretty remote places. Yeah, um, we try to. That's what we try to. Do. That's kind of our goal. We're not. I mean, occasionally we'll have to sleep in a parking lot, but we're usually sleeping. Um, in national forest, public, public land, land BLM land, mm-hmm. places where it's pretty sweet to be able to work. We try on to find top. places outside of campgrounds. You know, yeah. you use your <laughs> use your hotspot on your phone, and you know, I, we we stayed in Joshua Tree for three days. Oh, nice! It was incredible, and I had cell service, and we just hung out awesome. there. It was empty. We didn't really think that you kind of had to find service. The summer in Joshua yeah. Tree is the off season, but it was like 115. It was degrees. so hot. It was <laughs> no one was there, but it was nice. But for northern Michiganders, we didn't really connect the dots. So right, yeah. Does um, the dog travel with you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've got uh, Layla here. She's uh, I found her on the side of the road in Alabama while Laura was going to school. Dang. She's uh, she's amazing. Lip, lip whippet lab mix. Okay. Uh, it's our best guess. Yeah. And she's a sweetheart. She's sound asleep. <laughs> super, <laughs> yeah. super sweet dog. She's out. What is, is that like, ever a burden to have her? And oh, yeah. Stop? yeah. Oh, yeah. But for it's sure. worth it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't leave a dog in a car for more than 10 minutes when yeah, it's 115 degrees outside. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of places we go to, dogs weren't allowed. Uh, or, or like they must stay on a leash. Yeah, stay yeah. on a leash. Uh, yeah. You want to go out to eat, but you got to leave the dog in the car so you can't. So yeah, the, traveling with the dog is fun, but there's a lot of obstacles to overcome. Yeah, but they're worth it to us. Oh, for sure. Keeps us warm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Entertainment. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And it, I'm glad that you guys seem to be like on the same level of okay with where with that lifestyle. Because I, I, I think, really do think both have to. Yeah, like, we, we talk about that all the chips roll. I can really see how this does not work for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Or like short short term only. I'm very lucky. Yeah. Um, not a lot of wives, I mean, would put up with some of the places we slept in, um, yeah. some of the roads we traveled. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Laura's definitely a trooper. I um, I, I'm always pushing the boundary <laughs> in yeah. terms of Love it. how far can we stay out here, <laughs> how much water we actually need. Yeah. How long can we go without a shower? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So you must, you must have like some level, like both of you guys, some level of expertise in terms of outdoor living and stuff. Well, like Montana's. Level. I would not call myself an no. expert. I, I did. So I, I did. Yeah, when I was, I did buy a van. I've done the whole living out of a van thing. I well, live. go through where you like what you did after high school and different schools you mm-hmm. went to. Uh, so after high school, kinda, I moved to Jackson, Wyoming, uh, mm-hmm. to ski. I love to ski. It's just one of my main passions in life, and um, I did a lot of it. And in order to sustain that lifestyle, I bought a van. I was pretty young; I was seventeen, and <clears throat> so I got a pretty early introduction to van life, if you want to call it. It was a sweet van. Yeah. <laughs> I bought it from my roommate. What was her name? Rocinante. <laughs> what was it? Rocinante. Mercy. Well, Rocinante. It's the name of Don Rosie. Quixote's horse. Okay. <laughs> That's not original. It's, it's the name of uh, the author's, John Steinbeck's book, Travels with Charlie. It's okay. one of my favorite books. It takes a similar trip. Um, anyways, uh, so yeah, I lived in Jackson, lived in a van, did the whole dirt bag thing, uh, moved to Boulder for school, kept the van, um, came back here for a year, kept the van. Got your pilot's license. Got my pilot's license. Um, Then went back out to Montana, sold the van. Um, So I've I've done a lot of traveling and on a budget and so on. I'm used to to it, yeah. Um, And yeah, there is certain things that make it easier and knowledge I've gleaned over the years 
um, that make it more enjoyable, especially if you have someone besides yourself. <laughs> um, but we do a lot of it, and over the years we've kind of um, honed the system of cooking, sleeping, camping, traveling, navigation, fuel, water, all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of variables that you have to account for. There are, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what might turn some people off to the whole idea of it. Um, and I think that's why people don't think they can do it if they don't have a, you know, sprinter with a bed and AC and all of TV and, you know, some yeah. builds out there are incredible. I mean, I didn't have any of that, and it's more than capable of yeah. doing it. So Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of my buddy. Parker, if you're listening, I, you got to hook <laughs> up with these guys. He's, he's like, we went... Now him and his wife are living in Marquette. I think well, they kind of plan like whether they want to continue, um, you know, that lifestyle, yeah. seasonal living or whatever. Yeah. Um, so then we went up to Marquette and visited him, and he basically, when we were leaving to come back downstate, he hopped in our car and he was like, "Yeah, just take me like 30 miles with you guys. I'm gonna do a hike that I have been wanting to do, and oh, then I'll just hitchhike mm -hmm. back." And I love that. like, oh, yeah. Like, he never knows if he has his phone or, like, anything either. And yeah. He, he still has, like, an old flip phone. And he's just like, he's like, you know, I'm just going to figure it out. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to, he he wants to have those experiences more than he wants to, like, be comfortable. Yes. I guess. And yeah. so you have to That's determine, really like, healthy attitude. Yeah, if, if it's worth it to you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk a little bit about what you guys do career-wise then. So we know that you're a writer. Yeah. Laura, what are you involved in? Yeah, writing? so... Um, um, with pottery, I so I took a semester of pottery, my first semester of college, and my last. And it was the, taking the last semester. I had a teacher that just really pushed me and really encouraged me and saw the skill I had in it. And I just she made me completely fall in love with it. And moving up here, um, I kind of had to take a few years off because I just couldn't find anywhere in town that provided all things I needed just to kind of start playing with it. Because it's not something you can just start doing from your home. There's a lot of things you got to have, a lot of skills you got to learn to be able to do that and I was still just learning after only having a semester of it under my belt um, and then I found a place um, and I kind of got back into it they had an open studio program I started that last winter um, and then I found I, I it was great but I needed more space the open studio was just a small shelf and I was like if this is what I want to do I really need a lot of room um, and a place opened up at Leland All Studios on Cherry Bend Road in M22 it's an old school so I share a classroom with two other ladies. Um, it's kind of more of a hobby for them. And for me, it's what I'm trying to do full time. Um, so it's usually just me in there, just trying to produce what I can. Mm -hmm. And um, it's only been a few months, so it's been going pretty well so far. Oh, really? It's only been a couple oh, months. Stop like, being so humble. No, it's true. Folks, it's only been a few months. If you're listening, it's going very well. <laughs> Laura is a very talented well, artist. Yeah. <laughs> stop. And better go to Etsy shop and buy everything before Stop. she gets too famous and it sells out. <laughs> we'll <laughs> Sam's see, wearing like we'll a see. new watch that was paid for. Um, by <laughs> yeah, right. um, yeah, I'm really excited. Nothing makes me happier. Uh, I I went to school for graphic design. Um, I did a little bit of that when I moved up here, but just quickly learned that I, I just don't think that's the path that I'm meant for. There's a lot of skills in that that, I'm, that I can use even towards my ceramics, um, which are great. Um, but I just have a hard time sitting in front of a computer screen all day, every day. Mm -hmm. And nothing's more satisfying than using my hands. So yeah. I think this one's going to stick for sure. Yeah, and it's satisfying watching those like time-lapse videos that you do. <laughs> yeah. Those are fun. Yeah. Like, those it's are been, cool. That's been really difficult for me because with Instagram, it, I, especially with artists, like if you follow the artists on Instagram, like it, people love it's the process and how it's all done. And it's 
I have a really hard time putting myself out there. I'm not good with talking about my work. I don't like putting my face out there or anything like that. So having to do that is it's been great and humbling and I'm seeing how important it really is. Right. So I'm slowly working on that. Yeah, it's hard when making that jump I think from a hobby to like mm-hmm. hoping that it's a yeah. thing that you can yeah. do because then you have to include the parts that aren't as fun. So like exactly. Making the stuff is always fun. Exactly. The but business side I'm working on. Yeah. See got it. It's, yeah, I'm not a Keeping numbers. track of your expenses. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Yes, it's all very important. I've got a special folder in there. Working yeah. on those special folder. It's manila folder, crammed full of <laughs> random receipts. Hey, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm that same way. I'm like, <laughs> and this is just a podcast. And so I've been... I have like three or four different corners in the, of the house that I've been storing receipts and I'm waiting for the day where Abby's just going to be like, so when are we going to go through these? Yeah. And some of them are probably like Taco Bell. Yeah. yeah. Ago, <laughs> like but. after Christmas, we see us some free time off work and I was like, can we have a sit down day and pull up my computer yeah. and like, let's really break this down. Because to be honest, like I need help. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'm disciplined enough to sit there and just do it. I really I need his help. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so Sam, I'll jump back to you. So, um, now that I think I know a little bit more about where you've lived and stuff, I know that you're into a variety of different hunting. Yeah. And so that, mm-hmm. I think we're, couldn't be further. Well, we could be, if I didn't hunt, we would be further <laughs> into the spectrum, but I just started hunting like a couple years ago right. and I do like the basic, like go to deer camp and hang out and then sit in a blind. Yeah. And, um, I'm not even good at that. I think I'm way too loud. Like I'm always sneezing <laughs> and coughing, but, um, that's like something that I've really enjoyed is not only the culture of deer camp, but just you feel like you're the first thing that's alive, like out in the woods, if you go out when it's still dark sure. and then like things are waking up around you. So that's the experience I've had, but yeah. talk a little bit about your hunting. What kind of hunting is your favorite or what are you passionate about? I love to hunt. You're right about that. <laughs> um, I'm not particular to any species, um, but I love to hunt uh, deer, ducks, turkey, and grouse, um, but I'll do just about it all. I hunt for a few reasons. Uh, the meat's great. It's a really good excuse to go outside and wander around in the woods. And yeah, it, I think there's a lot we can learn from hunting that carries over to just day-to-day lifestyle. Um, if you're hunting a lot, as often as I do, you're failing a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it's healthy to fail a lot and be okay with failure and figure out ways to overcome it. I think hunting is forced me to do things I normally wouldn't do in other activity. Yeah, I mean, how many hours do we have? I could talk about hunting for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a good, you know, five, ten minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I'm a fairly untraditional hunter in the sense of, I wouldn't say untraditional, um, or in some cases, I mean, I was duck hunting on my paddleboard um, last weekend. I was wondering if that was a funny or paddleboard. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. that's so sweet. Uh, yeah, it was fun. I mean, I... Uh, so yeah, um, I do a lot of spot and stalk hunting in this area and that's kind of unheard of for white-tailed deer. Are you uh, serious? So it's, look, um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. <laughs> Remember the thing I said about failure? Yeah. Um, but it's rewarding and it's a very immersive experience. I have ADD. I, I can't sit in a tree stand mm-hmm. for more than a few hours, even though I still do. And that's I'm still a long successful. time. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> um, and yeah, sitting on a high point in the county and looking for deer and figuring out a way to intersect it is is very fun. I've also got a <clears throat> pretty profound respect for animals and the public land that we can hunt them on and this area, which is one of the main reasons we live here. Uh, it's a tremendous resource and I think it goes unnoticed to 
to many people to, I mean, I was telling you earlier when you got here, it's, I walk out my back door and I can, I can bow hunt. Uh, we had a couple stands back there, which is pretty, I think something I certainly take for granted when you put it in perspective. Um, beyond that though, I mean, yeah, hunting's just something I love to do. I look forward to it all the time. It's a chess game. I love the chess match. Um, hunting turkeys, hunting mature bucks, it's, it's hard. Um, but rewarding and yeah I don't know I love the meat yeah. <laughs> it's delicious. No, I, I mean Laura and I I'd say I don't know I mean this year might be different it's been a rough rough bow season um, but yeah we past four, three or four years we pretty much eaten just wild game which is great um, but it also puts a lot of pressure on you every fall right. <laughs> um, and um, yeah I just uh, I think more people should be into it I'm always looking for to turn people onto it because people either don't know where to go or how to go or where to start. And um, people aren't going to love places or care about places or protect places they don't get to know. I think hunting is a great way to introduce people to not just wild land, but um, wild places and feelings that, ins- that those places inspire. And I just think there's a lot more to that. Just walking down a trail and going to a lookout and reading, mm-hmm. a, reading a kiosk and right. walking away. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty high level, um, but it means a lot to me. Um, it means a lot to be able to do it as much as I do. I'm very fortunate. So Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's been like the big thing for me. I don't know what I, like my dad didn't hunt, um, but my grandparents did and then like a lot of my uncles and stuff, but it never really stuck with me because it always crossed over with basketball season, like deer season. Sure. Everybody was pissed that we had practice on like opening day of deer season. I was always like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> basketball is what matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, sure. and then just with my father-in-law, um, like invite me out to deer camp that experience was just like totally different because yeah. where's that camp um so that's up near hubbard lake so further okay. on the east side of the state nice. and um a lot of yeah, just, there. yeah I, I don't i don't know that personally but yeah there's a definitely a direct relation between who puts more time in the woods and who actually harvests the animal yeah, yeah because that's been the thing for me yeah. eventually i'll get one but i don't really yeah. deserve yeah, yeah. And, you know I don't put in a ton of time over there but anyway the last thing you'd said um about just the feeling that like nature can give you and how lucky we are like in the U.S. Mm-hmm. to have all this public land something that I think we what can thank Teddy Roosevelt that, yeah mm-hmm. among others yeah. yeah um because we went out to Colorado during an elk rut mm-hmm. and so there was a lot of like males mm-hmm. making their calls and like getting their harems together and stuff and mm-hmm. it was such a weird eerie freeing feeling because you're like Mm -hmm. in these mountains and you just see this creature come out of the woods that could just like end you if it wanted to and then it makes this call that is deafening it's nice to not feel so important sometimes yeah you know like i don't really matter as much as i think i do and that relieves a lot of stress yeah yeah perspective and that's like the one thing that i think um nature and now like more specifically hunting is probably providing you but also is like starting to provide me too so i'm Mm -hmm. happy for that yeah, it's great. I love it. This is a great area for it. Yeah, that's true. We're kind of spoiled. Yeah, for up sure. here too. Like you said, the state land is fifty yards behind your house. Yeah, so that's yeah. pretty. That's pretty nice. <laughs> um, 
What about like some hobbies that you guys do together, or do you participate, Laura, in some One hobby day. with them too? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I want to. Okay. She, I, just, been, I hasn't yet. She sat in a box blind, a heated box blind with me before, and like hung out. And, yeah. uh That is the one like, time you bring up right now. What? <laughs> I mean, that's the only time you've been on it. I know, I know. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Do people hunt uh, in Alabama? Oh yeah. Yeah, so it, it was. It's nice to. Well, not nice. It's awesome just with Sam's perspective and the few hunters we know. Because, I mean, I'm not speaking for everyone, just the few people I grew up with. And everyone that hunted there was all well, about no, who got the biggest buck. Southern club. hunters mm-hmm. definitely yeah. have a stereotype. Mm-hmm. I mean, they and drive big to trucks. To me, I think it's true. Yeah. It is true. And Laura kind of grew up around that. So it wasn't like, let's make awesome meals. It's like, who got yeah. a bigger one? It was yeah. the okay. image of the kids with, you know. It's about the trophy. Yeah, it was all about the trophy. Um taking long shots, uh, just kind of this disrespectful Mm -hmm. way to hunt. Mm -hmm. And that's not everyone in Alabama. Yeah, it's not everybody, but but most of what I was around growing up was that. The image of a hunter in many people's minds is, you know, the guy with empty beer cans in the back of his truck. exactly. Driving around until he sees a deer, shoots it from his his truck. Yeah. And, yeah, there certainly are those people, but um, I think there's been a recent movement to kind of sway that stereotype doing a good job for the most part yeah, yeah i think yeah, it's a uh, sure. thought i've like seen some statistics that there's like less hunters now like maybe like my generation or mm-hmm. our generation um than the ones before us and what that means but i think that maybe if there's less hunters at least maybe we can be like more conscious hunters yeah yeah take yeah. in the, yeah. the full experience of hunting yeah. and not just like you'd said you've experienced some of it yeah. in the south and all that i, I think it <laughs> kind of sounds like a little bit where I came from too. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, it's like people in my family did, like my aunts and uncles, not even, you know, my parents. So it was never really on my radar. Mm-hmm. It was just like I'd get to school every morning and all the guys would be huddled showing photos and yeah. things I didn't really want to see. Right. Um, but yeah, I definitely look at it differently now. Mm-hmm. I never saw it as a bad thing, but I just, I'm a lot more appreciative for sure. Well, your sense of it, yeah, like that was normal. Yeah, that was and, normal. Well, I guess I don't know what normal is. Now what Sam does yeah. is normal to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how it should be <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah depends who you talk to i guess um so as far as what i've picked up in terms of a dual hobby that both of you guys mm-hmm. are involved in is paddle boarding love yeah. that yeah. yeah so like talk yeah. about that a little bit amazing we've wanted a board for so long and um we kind of went back and forth like do we get a rigid board do we get an inflatable board and um we finally bit the bullet and got inflatable boards last spring um ma- awesome. yeah mainly for the reason that they can be you know packed down and you can get to places travel that aren't, aren't yeah travel and get to places that aren't easily accessible because who wants to carry a big rigid paddleboard mm-hmm. a mile or whatever in the woods um so they've been amazing and we try to just take advantage of them as much as we can with these warmer days coming up hopefully i mean even we'll be able to get out yeah. yeah even in the winter but they are um, good, good um, yeah partner hobby i guess i mean yeah, yeah. we get our own hobbies we do separately but yeah we love to paddleboard together and um it's usually there's a cooler on front and we're going somewhere have a little picnic Layla will ride with us if she behaves yeah um, yeah but yeah <laughs> we love getting out in the summer um for a for a paddle we live in one of the best areas to do it that was i mean paddleboards are expensive. endless place they are expensive, no way around it but they are worth but it but when you look where we live with the amount yeah. of fresh water we have yeah exactly you, you, need something to experience it so yeah yeah so we bought bought kayaks last year right like once we finally settled over here yeah like we lived in sheboygan in northern michigan for like almost two years yeah and that 
we would have had plenty of opportunities to use them there too. Yeah. But there's just other expenses. And then once yeah, we moved yeah. down here, we were like, okay, we're like in the one percentile of people that don't have <laughs> a kayak on their roof. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we grabbed a couple of those. And then we'd always talked about paddle boards. And it wasn't until I saw one of you guys post about yeah. um, why you got inflatable ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It made a ton of sense. I'd never yeah, thought about that. Completely. Um, I mean, they don't pack down to being tiny. Don't get me right. wrong. They're still like put them in a backpack though. You can still it's a big bag. Yeah, but big you can still one. yeah, and you can just wear it on your back. It's pretty awesome. Now, and I have another friend who was talking about um, bouncing the idea around of getting one, and he wasn't sure like what to do, and then I shared with him that yeah, idea that oh, you guys nice. had, and I was like, that's really smart because yeah, yeah. then you can just bypass yeah. you know having to paddle them around something yeah. and go right yeah. to where you want to be and. All that kind of stuff. I don't stuff. have to worry about throwing it on top of your car. Even though we yeah. do that. Right. But with an electric pump, it's just like yeah. five minutes and it's ready to go. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. So have you guys paddled, paddleboarded mostly in Michigan or have you done anywhere else? No, we had them out west last road oh, trip. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, we paddled. I did some paddles with friends of mine. I'll see. I was doing other stuff. Uh, Colorado, California. I mean, nowhere like super exciting we were gonna mm-hmm. paddle on big sur the surf was way too it was big. yeah <laughs> we were like oh, maybe um, not because <laughs> you can't uh, see where the rocks are and like or the, the sharks or the whales yeah, yeah well th- that doesn't bother really as much as the rocks just like <laughs> I, I don't know i have like yeah, a, a yeah, like, <laughs> yeah it's like, like i i grew up on the gulf coast like i'm from mobile right. which is on on the gulf mm-hmm. um so i don't know i guess i kind of had to go over that fear yeah. And saw enough to be like, okay, well, they haven't done anything so far. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like worry more about jellyfish, to be honest, than sharks. Right, as yeah. you probably should. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have like an irrational fear ever since I was little, and I don't know what it is because I grew up swimming. My parents That's grew okay. up on the Saginaw Bay, and then we had like a one acre pond. So I was always swimming in different places. Yeah. To this day, if I do like tubing or like kneeboarding or wakeboarding, and I like fall. I, that's the loneliest feeling. Just waiting for the <laughs> waiting for the boat to yeah. get through up, and like just waiting for the boat to come back. My legs, I never Aww. stop moving them because of like once you move, then something's gonna bite you, <laughs> <laughs> or once you stop moving. Yeah, yeah, and, um, yeah. It's really irrational because like we live in freshwater, so there's yeah. really not much to worry about. But if there was ever a time someone would you die were in from the like ocean. yeah a musky or something, it would probably yeah. be me. So it's like one of my concerns. We that's all so have funny. our fears. It's okay. Yeah. So I, I would never. Maybe I would, but I don't think I would very easily be talked into paddleboarding like Big Sur or anything like that. Yeah. 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 It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> I watch Shark Week every year. <laughs> oh, I love watching Shark That's Week growing up. That probably is. Yeah, it's not helping anything. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, or my dad like, had me watching Jaws when I was like three. <laughs> huh? If you were more ignorant, you'd be okay. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I know a lot about sharks, I guess. <laughs> so talk a little bit about kiteboarding. You do that too? Same. Yeah. Well, so one explain what that is. Expensive and... hobbies. Yeah. Um, yep. I could go on about that for a while. Uh, <laughs> kiteboarding's an incredible sport. <clears throat> a sport I wanted to do for a very long time. Um, it is expensive. That's why I avoided it for a while. Um, I bought some used gear off Craigslist last summer. Um found someone to give me lessons, which is important. Don't try to kiteboard without lessons. And I picked it up really quickly. Um, Same learning <laughs> water sports ridiculously really? quickly. It's... <laughs> uh, Michigan's so... I mean, oh man, kiteboarding's so weird. Uh, Michigan's a great spot to do it. It's a very bad spot to learn. Um, you need consistent wind and shallow water, um, both of which Michigan's opposite. It's gusty, it's inconsistent, and it's deep. And it's wavy, it's choppy. So if you know how to kiteboard, you know what you're doing. It's a pretty 
spectacular place to kiteboard. Um, for a beginner like me, it wasn't. Um, so, you know, there was the obvious learning curve. I haven't kited anywhere else other than Michigan. Fortunately, I picked it up. I've got um, some good friends who are really good at it. So they kind of took me under their wing and kind of showed me the ropes. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's incredible. Um, you have to respect the kite. Um, they're powerful and um, they will injure you. <laughs> so you just float away? Yeah. Uh, no, no, you won't just float away. Um, no, they, so, so you've got a control bar and if you push the control bar away, kite technology has advanced so far where the kite's fully depowered. Um, so it won't do anything to you. Within reason though, I mean, mm -hmm. lines get snagged, gusts come out of nowhere, uh, it, stuff, stuff happens really, really quickly when something goes wrong in kiteboarding. Um, so no, you're not gonna float away, so there's a lot of safety features. You can disconnect your kite, you can let go of the bar, and if everything hits the fan, you can pull your, pull your safety leash and that'll disconnect you from your kite entirely. Okay. But um, it's cool, uh, it's expensive, you need so you, you fly a kite size based on the wind speed. Um, so you, if you want a kite every time it's windy, you need two to three kites. Um, kites okay. aren't cheap. Um, but it's, it's, it's my favorite way to experience Lake Michigan. Um, I've always, we live, you know, five minutes from the lake. One of my favorite spots to kite is right over there. So when the wind is right, um, it's really cool to go out there and kite. So you walk out your front door and like lick your finger and you can tell it. <laughs> I wish. Got a no. Special app. <laughs> no. Okay. No, there's wind meters. There's buoys. There's a buoy out in front of Leland. Um, and if you go online, it'll show you the current conditions and wind direction. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> so you need very specific wind direction. You need at least 60 miles per hour wind, maybe less if you're good. Um, but it's. It's an incredible sport. It'll take you to some really amazing places. I mean, there's I places all over the world mm. that you can kiteboard. So it's definitely a hobby that if you love to travel, it's a good one. It's a good excuse to go travel and kite new places. Yeah. Um, but I, so I've got a lot of hobbies and most of my hobbies, I dive off the deep yeah. end and become obsessed with it for several weeks. And kiting was one of them. I mean, it would keep me up at night. I'd, I'd, be, yeah. waiting. I'd be waiting for wind or it would, I know it would be windy the next day and, and it kind of consumed me in kind of an unhealthy way. Laura can probably attest to that. Yeah. All, all I thought about <laughs> was kiting. Um, and the, in, Mich fire. in Michigan, the conditions are so fleeting that if you're not there when it's blowing, you're going to, mm -hmm. it, it, you miss it. Well, it's like, I feel like it's the surfers here. It's like, there's just a yeah, few just, days just like you surfing. have to go no matter what time of the day you uh -huh. just go. So, um, it was frustrating as a beginner wanting to learn and having to wait two to three weeks for the right condition. So, um, it's not like mountain biking where you can go right whenever mm -hmm. you want. You yeah. Know, you got to wait for the right wind, the right direction, the right speed, and then go to an area where that's suitable for beginners. That's another thing. Not all locations are the same. You need a lot of space to launch and land your kite. You don't want to be near obstacles or people. I mean, there's a lot of variables, mm -hmm. um, but... I'm not going back. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not brave enough to kite in the winter. Um, I have buddies who do. Um, dry suits are expensive. It's dangerous. Um, so I'm, I'm, my kite gear's in the basement till spring. Okay. Uh, unless I go somewhere warm. What's dangerous about it in the winter as opposed to? Uh, water temperature. Um, if something happens to your gear, I mean, so there's a Kiteboard kites have an inflatable leading edge, and that has to hold air pressure in order for you to fly your kite. Um, those get leaks, uh, lines break, um, 
if you're like me, you forget to hook up your safety leash and mm-hmm. you lose your kite. I mean, all sorts of stuff happens. And I, I usually kite alone, which is also like the main rule of thumb you should never do. But I live all the way out in the empire. You're the lifeguard. No one kites. <laughs> um, me. So stuff just goes wrong. I don't know. So yeah, I just, I kind of p- pump the brakes and uh, I'm waiting until the water warms up or until we go somewhere warm yeah. to yeah. bring that gear back out. We were doing a trip to spring. Yes, I mean, yeah, North Carolina is a very popular kiting destination, nice. so I'll head there in the, in the spring. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So as far as, like, the kiteboarding, yeah. um, what is it that draws you to it? It's got to be that feeling, because I have another friend who, every weekend, he, he lives down, like, in the Midland area and drives all the oh, way up nice. to the UP. Like, he got a ski pass to Mount Bohemia, yeah. which is, like, Heck not yeah. a short drive. <laughs> no, he it's takes like it every weekend. Yeah. yeah. And, um... So he, he said to me it replaced, like, some of the competition that he had, like, earlier in his life with, like, sports or whatever yeah. it was because you're getting adrenaline rushes and all that yeah. stuff. Like, is it the same thing with that? Or is yeah, it a different I mean, feeling? there's certainly adrenaline. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a combination of a lot of my favorite sports. I mean, it's got the, the risk of rock climbing. It's got the uh, finesse of mountain biking. It's got the endurance of running. Um, it's just I feel like it's all my favorite sports rolling mm-hmm. into one, which is one of the reasons why I like it. Um, and it's just a very cool way to experience like Michigan for me personally. Um, I love looking at the lake when it's really raging. I mean, I can just, <laughs> I can just the waves just mesmerize me. And to be able to go out there and kite in those conditions and experience the highs and the lows of the wind and how different air temperatures carry more force and how it's just, it's a cool way to experience just this area we live in for mm-hmm. me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's got a lot of the elements of my favorite sports kind of wrapped up, wrapped into one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So Laura, you can answer this section then yeah. for you. Like what is the emotional connection to like paddleboarding say in terms of like, just, I, I just think the still, yeah, just water. <laughs> That's plain and simple water. Laura's the stillness. actually a mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dream world. Yeah, I'm a secret mermaid. Um, yeah, just the stillness of it being, I, I mean, I, I like to be alone. A lot. Um, I mean, I like with him. We're introverts. Um, we're, we're, I mean, we, we like social situations as well, but obviously we're hermit crabbing out here, mm-hmm. and we love it that way. Yeah. Um, but there's just nothing like it. You're just on the water. It's you. You're powering it. Nothing else. You stop. You're not going anywhere. Um, and I, th- I think what I love most is how much Sam will challenge me. Like when, um, what, when was it this summer? And we were like, let's paddle 20 miles down the Pine River. And I'm like, maybe you'll go by yourself. Uh, and then, I'll, then the next day I was like, okay, I'm going to go with you. And you're like, okay, but you can't be crabby. I'm like, okay, I got this. So yeah. I'm like mentally preparing myself and you do it. And you're like, I can do this. We're all we're all stronger than we think we are always. Um, we were putting in and, and like what? the DNR officer was like, where are you headed? <laughs> He's like, he what do you think help. you're doing? He was like, you guys are crazy. You guys are happy. <laughs> He's like, you're going to be paddling all night. And I was like, oh yeah, we got this dude, whatever. It was a blast. It was awesome. (laughs) One thing you don't really Um, realize about paddleboards is they're very efficient in rivers. They float really really quickly. Um, Unlike a canoe. um, I'm not a huge fan of canoes. I love kai. I choose a kayak and eat over a canoe. Don't say it's because I've fallen in. I just, (laughs) in general, I just, canoes aren't my favorite. Yeah. I just don't, it's too tippy. They also give you a overhead view of the water you're going through. Oh, so, yeah. Um, I mean, I say that, yeah. That's pretty cool to mm-hmm. me. I, I, I'm always just looking at what I'm paddling over, obviously, but you get a kind yeah. of cool, unique perspective. Most calm, sunny way. days when you see the wave, well, the, the wavy sand underneath. You know, yeah. There's yeah. nothing like it. 
You're like, this is why I live here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe I'll kind of, I explained this to you guys before we started, but how, um, I guess the theme of, and how I have a message or try to, um, for like each episode is that for this one, it might just doing different things. Like I just yeah. say, like do cool things with cool people. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, get out Even if experience. you're uncomfortable. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Everyone started somewhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't mm-hmm. be afraid to embarrass 100%. yourself. 100%. You're yeah. probably not. Fail. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, and that's what why I wanted to have the conversation is because like I saw and heard what you guys were doing and I was like, yeah, they're just doing things that I would like to learn or at least I find you know interesting yeah. and sure. it'd be cool to like I already learned a hundred percent more about kiteboarding than I knew it. Yeah, did, right. But, <laughs> um, you know things like that, and so maybe if you each just want to say like. Is it a conscious decision that you've made kind of live this life? Because you guys are unique. I think maybe you don't realize that. Yeah. But um, with the traveling that you've done and the variety of hobbies and I think like the probably the knowledge that you've picked up with yeah. some of these things, say whether that's conscious and then why you think that's important to you, but also why other people maybe should like lean that direction too. <clears throat> and is that too many questions all at once? No, that's fine. Right. That's not too many questions. I might ramble, but... <laughs> For me, yeah, it's one hundred percent conscious. I like yeah. I like to play outside. Period. I like to, yeah. I like my hobbies, and I'm going to prioritize that. Uh, it was very selfish from the beginning. Um, I pushed away a lot of opportunity and, and probably friends to ski, um, and just yeah. to, to play outside. I lived in a van, so I could ski, bike, and climb. That's all I wanted to do. And then I met Laura. Well, you still hold on to those hobbies that you love, yeah, but you know, there's a certain conscious. spot you gotta stop. <laughs> I love to do those things, and I've sacrificed a lot so I could do them as much as I possibly could. Um, it wasn't until recently I was a writer doing my what I went to school for. I, I mostly did landscaping, manual labor, so mm-hmm. I could so I could have winters off and, and play and go places. Um, yeah. So. It is conscious, um, but I think there it, there was an unhealthy balance there for, I don't know, probably seven or eight years. And Laura's helped me kind of see the light that it's not all about me and my hobbies and what I want to do. And it's something that I attest to marriage and the covenant of marriage and kind of reminding you that what else is out there. Um, as much as I'd love ski, fish, bike, climbing, kite all day, every day. Um, hmm. It would probably get old. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a conscious decision for sure. Yeah. So, Laura, before you answer that, yes. I'll share, like, just because you hit on the relationship yeah. portion of it. I think I shared, I don't know if I shared this in an earlier episode. I probably say, I don't know if I shared this in an earlier episode, every episode. But, <laughs> um, That's okay. So I can pretty much say I've said this in a previous episode where I talked about, I think it was the night like before we got married. Or actually, no, it was the morning of our of our wedding. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I was at my parents' house and I was like walking along the water and just kind of like, I'm like, ah, oh, this is, Aww. this is it. Yeah. And um, I'd said there was like a sadness. Yeah. But the sadness had nothing to do with who I was marrying. Yeah. It was just the sadness of like, this is going to be different. Now the different yeah. is going to be better. Yeah. Like we can agree that we're better together. Yeah. But different still. Yeah. And so like anytime something's different, there's that transition period and like for me there was that bit of sadness but then just going through with it anyway yeah. and realizing like yeah but this is like what's really important it's no, always for cool sure. that you, yeah that you shared for that for sure there's nothing like having someone to share it with 
Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I can agree with a lot of what you said. It's definitely conscious for me as well. Um, growing up in Alabama, um, especially the area I was in, I mean, it's mainly beach. <clears throat> that's, that's kind of like the getaway. There's not too much rugged, go get out there, fun stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a great childhood. I loved growing up there, but um, I always longed to not... I knew I wasn't going to stay in Alabama after I was older. Like, my parents, we... They did, they did an incredible job, like, just with trips and vacations and going out west and seeing all the national parks. And that's what really, you know, made me fall in love with the great outdoors and, every, and everything that's out there. And probably kind of made me not want to stay in Alabama. Sorry, Mom and Dad. <laughs> um, and then uh, going to this camp in Northern California, I started going there in middle school and I went all the way up until I graduated uh, high school. Especially meeting Sam, it just sparked, even when we weren't just, you know, like stalking him and seeing what he's up to all the time Let's, we all do it um you know it kind of drove like me to want to get out there more and to do these things and um and I knew that I was going to be going to college in Alabama and that was just it was great it was hard for me just because I'm kind of stuck in a small town with not too many adventurous outdoor things to do War Eagle. um yeah um but I knew that marriage and moving up here was going to be the beginning of all these things that I've, you know, wanted to do for so long. And it's been above and beyond what I ever expected. Um, and having him to do it with and to teach me these things that he's been doing for so long that he loved to begin with has been, like, the biggest blessing and treat ever. And Laura's been a very she's... patient partner. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say she's been along for the ride, but in a sense she just kind of gives me the reins. And I say, mm-hmm. okay, this is where we're going, this is what we're doing. And um, it's pretty cool to have someone who's just kind of along for the ride. I and mean, we've done some pretty, I don't know. I, 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 it's I'm just a total God thing that we've been of, able to do you know, what we've done together. Like, yeah. It blows my mind every year. I'm like, do you see what we've done this past year together? Like, Some people don't do the things we've done like their whole lives. Right, yeah. And I just don't really ever lucky. want to take it for granted. And yeah. it's easy to. <laughs> yeah, for you know? sure. Yeah. 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 It's cool that you're embracing that, like, while you're young and capable. That's what everyone keeps Dude, telling yeah. us. It's like, but everyone keeps telling us, like, yeah, it's cool you guys are doing this when you're young and before you have kids. And I'm like, like, no, oh, it's not true. When I have kids, nothing's going to change. It is going to be like, hard. I know it's going to be hard. I have no harder, doubt. And things, sure. yes, things will change. But, like, I'm gonna, my kid's going to sleep in a tent. He can cry. She can cry, whatever. Yeah. But this is going to be a part of their lives. And everyone acts like having kids is just like this adventure damper yeah and I'm like no yeah it's not gonna be that for us (laughs) going on two week backpacking yeah yeah Yeah. but um no like I don't think much is gonna change I can't wait I can't wait it'll just be another variable exactly we're we're certainly seizing the day of not having to change dirty diapers yeah it'll come but not yet (laughs) if you're far enough in the woods they don't have to wear diapers (laughs) exactly right right grab some leaves Uh, no that would be really cool that's um, I have no doubt that certain things will change but really you guys are going to continue to do um, the stuff that you enjoy and shape your child that way too it's pretty cool for sure yeah um before we roll out of here, yeah. do you want to plug like your social medias? I know you probably will, Laura, for sure. Oh, uh, yeah. If you guys want to follow along, um, my Instagram is Laura, period, Lou, L-O-U, and then the number nine. So Laura Lou nine. And um, if you're interested in checking out some of my pottery, uh, my website is etsy.com slash shop slash Laura Lou artwork. Nice. Yeah. So, so check play out that us. back and write it down. Yeah. And um, 
visit that website. Sam, do you want anybody to know what you're up to? Uh, I mean, if you do, you should probably follow Laura. Her, her, she's, she's no, more cohesive. No, no, check him out. Check him out. <laughs> I've got an Instagram account. It's called Nargles. G-N-A-R-G-G-L-E-S. Sweet. Doesn't mean anything. I just think it's a funny word. <laughs> and People it, are like, gets, are you Janargles? It gets updated <laughs> once in a while, but Laura does a much better job of social media, so yeah. I would follow her. Sweet. Sure. Yeah. Well, good deal. Well, thank you guys for being on. I think that this will be, um, will have been fun for the listeners to get an idea of what. I hope so. Yeah, this has been awesome. What you have in Northern Michigan, of course. Um, So we'll shut this baby down and then we'll uh, hang out for a little bit together. So cool. Once again, thank you and bye bye.